Blog Talk Radio. Kaylin Patterson, PPP Real Talk, Midwest Muscle in the house, in your eardrums and on the airways. <laughs> this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are looking for a drug-free sponsorship foundation, oh, here we go. I'm so excited. I'm like all over the place. And look at my new vehicle to drive. You'll go like a macro ice cream. Check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's chit chat with the banter. How's everybody doing? Great, great show tonight. We're going to be covering the big four big shows that we had prior the Defect Worlds, the Universe for the NGA, the Olympia, the Natural Olympia for the PNBA, and the IPE of Worlds. Big, big shows, big names appearing at them, and just a lot of stuff going on that we could not cover because it was all, it was so much information that we almost fell behind. Um, we're going to start this, and we're going to have a, a basically get as many updates as we can, but we're also going to have some guests on that can give some insight as to what was going on in one of the big shows, the National Olympia. Um, I just want to make sure that we give every athlete their due while they can still remember how it happened because things go by so fast at shows and it's you know, there's prep time, there's eating, there's everything that could possibly happen going on backstage, but all you see is the basically the highlights of people on stage. But everyone has a story, everyone has a prep story and everyone has something they had to endure and sacrifice to get to that stage, and we do not want to miss those moments. So there's some behind-the-scenes that we can do. I know I can share my own stories. The guests will be doing the same. Uh, guys, introduce yourselves, and uh, let's get this show started. Hello? We got everybody? Oh, Eric Lipton hey, here. Uh, I was at the uh, PN- IMBA, PNBA, Natural Olympia. Mark, you there? Yeah, hi, how are you? Hey, there we go. Okay, now we got everybody. Now we can get this show started. So, Eric, we'll start with you. Um, if you have any information about the PNBA, NBA, uh, National Olympia, and then we'll get to Mark because he actually had uh, some skin in the game with uh, Seneca. So, Eric, go ahead, and uh, let's get this show started. Just just said it was a phenomenal event in every way. Um People, you know, came from around the world, and I, this is my 11th National Olympia. It gets better every year, and I just can't believe, you know, the camaraderie you got across the board, the support, the excitement. So phenomenal all-around event, um, and it was really – I think it was even um, – the way it was even judged, uh, it was done very – you know, the classes moved along quickly. Everyone felt like – I felt like we uh, – everyone got a fair shake, and we were, you know um, – so, yeah, Mike Waddington was the uh, who was the president for IMBA Australia was the head judge, and I, I thought he did a very good job. Um, and things moved very quickly, um, but you had a fair amount of stage time. So, anyway, it was just a, a wonderful all-around event. I, I think the best ever, really. And and again, I've been to eleven of them. So, Mark. Yeah, you know. Uh... You you really do know when an event has been successful when you actually come back to your home country and you got withdrawal symptoms that you wish you were still there. Um, the event was amazing. The amount of talent that was there, both with those people that you would expect to show up and new up and coming athletes that you know just felt and embraced and got welcomed into it, and so much so that they really performed out of their skin. You know, Harley Davidson's given away some excellent cash and returns to professionals, um, great medals, great everything. The Caicos family should be congratulated, I think. You know, we say a lot of things about Danny being smart, arranging good things in his great suit, but I think to his wife, his daughter and his and his son as well. Behind everyone there's a great family or a great woman. He certainly has that. It was such a tremendous event. Um that they're to be congratulated, and most of all, I think it just shows how healthy the industry is and 
how excited people should be as a result of what was shown, what 2019 can bring. Agreed, by the way, about those withdrawal symptoms. I mean, it's not just me. Uh, Everyone I've talked to feels the same way. They they really miss each other. There's a genuine love across the board, and we all learn from each other and and keep getting better. So I'm with you on that, Mark. Definitely withdrawal symptoms. Now, one of the things I'd like to to bring up is, you know, the fact that, like you said, Harley-Davidson and you also had the the cash payouts. But then the bigger news for the athletes is that the Iron Man magazine being uh, placed into the game, that brings a whole new spotlight for the athletes, and it's something that's well-established and has uh, many years behind it. When you guys uh, learned that information, we'll start with Eric first. Uh, How did that excite you, and how did that uh, get your pulse racing even after a big show like that? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely everyone was very, very excited about it. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be done very professionally, it's going to definitely lift up natural bodybuilding. And, and again, for me, this is true health and uh, preventive health and wellness. And fi- uh, so I, I love this because I think it's really going to help, you know, expose this lifestyle to the public. Um, and, and even, you know, what's shocking in this event is how good the talent in the older divisions is. So that's the kind of thing that can really be highlighted in a magazine like this. And really, um, yeah, I know I'm sure for everyone here, they were influenced by the magazines when they were growing up. I, you know, and as a kid, you're looking at that and thinking, why, why am I not as good as that? Why can't I accomplish that? You don't know about the drug element, but now because it's going to be, you know, drug free, it's going to be attainable. And um, so I think it's really going to help younger people when they start out to to really go the natural route. So I think it's just going to increase, you know, as Mark said, the talent, which gets better every year, it's just going to keep getting better and it's going to help health in general. So I, I love it. Amen to that. Mark? I think it's tremendous news. I missed the announcement at the time because I was wrapping my hands around a certain person and focusing on her, but um, I got to speak about it a lot afterwards. And I think anything, just like this show, KP, um, the ability to actually give information to athletes to show what athletes um, are accomplishing in the present day, how they've gone about it, their personal story, which... You know, people can then take bits and pieces and marry to themselves. Just the ability to get out there and to say, you people have a choice and this is how you can do it. And a reference point to where to get information, how to be guided, what other people are doing. Um, Also to give a return back to the actual participants within the industry that at the moment do need some support, you know, some support in quite several ways. And I think a lot of them are unrecognized for their natural physical ability. I mean, we praise things like the Olympic Games where every single athlete on this world does some type of body composition, some change, something their coach tells them to need to do to perform, to heighten their performance ability, whatever. And I don't see why bodybuilding should be any exception to that. Um, other organizations have got great exposure and it's just time now for you know us to push and us to expose the natural bodybuilding industry for everything that it does deserve and i think it's a great platform to do that oh, i i totally agree and uh it's newsstand record uh you you can actually see what it is and you know you know what 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 the foundation of it is so it's not just something that might be missed in a newsstand because you're not familiar with the magazine. This is one that's recognizable. So that's really big for the, the natural athletes. I love how Eric said it, where you getting the information to the younger generations, because I know when I was coming up, it, it, it was a lot of frustration where I'm working really hard and I'm not seeing the results that these guys are talking about in two or three weeks. They're seeing massive gains. It's taking me four to five months to see minimal gains, what what it would be considered minimal if you're comparing it to an enhanced community. So, you know, it, it, it's it's reality for us, but it's not reality for the, the younger minds where they don't understand why these guys can make these kind of gains and have the, what I would consider, poor diet, you know, wrapped around something that looks designable, but it's not really desirable for a healthy uh, human body. So, Mark, I'm going to go back to you on this one because I'm sure that you've had to deal with this quite a bit 
when you have to bring the reality down on someone who thinks this is going to be an overnight thing and you basically have to walk them through, you know, basically a year's time of body transformation. Having a magazine like Iron Man where you can get information out a lot sooner, a lot more widespread, that has to be an uplifting thing for you, having to deal with uh, people that have stressed their bodies beyond reason or understanding. Yes, certainly. I think I think the opportunity to, you know, actually, you know, describe the process that you would really want to take somebody through. I mean, first and foremost, you want to establish a foundation of how. Something you can use as like the roots of your total growth, your total being, your total system that's going to enable you to balance your nutrients, get everything into you you need to be able to grow and to really understand, you know, it's a slow, it is a slower process when it's natural, but it's far more rewarding. And you have so many other elements that are far more uh, come into play, enjoying your life in general. Your quality of life just seems to you just feel better. So to be able to explain this and to prepare people, I think everybody should know that if you want to be an elite athlete, it takes a commitment. But how to get there, what to expect, not to overstress yourself, to do things that are going to be achievable by you rather than goals that are extreme a lot of athletes just want that body um you know tomorrow it does take time yeah. it does take a lot yeah. of learning it is fun the process if it's managed correctly and not seen as a, a drudge um me and eric were talking about you know people wanting to thinking wanting to lift maximum weights there is other ways around it there is a you know when you i have a lot of people both in the general public and both in bodybuilding where you tell them how your glutes have gone down by 2.5 centimetres and your lats has gone up by one centimetre. Really? <laughs> you know, this type of understanding yeah. of themselves is just so, I can do this. I'm growing. I'm getting better. I'm feeling good. You know, to be able to publish the options that people have um, and the things to be mindful of, uh, I just think it's a fantastic platform because we're all here to educate each other. You know, yeah. we all share the same uh, planet. I get great personal achievement by helping someone where they might go up and get a gold medal or some other type of recognition. Our aim and our scope and our focus is different, but we join because we're sharing. Um, sometimes you need another person to feel your own benefit and your own positivity and your own knowledge. So it's just great to have this this footprint to be able to answer questions, receive, you know, communicate, publicize things that is going to be good for both bodybuilding, sport, general public, everything. It's just fantastic. I, I agree all the way, and that's where, you know, IMBA being an international organization, this mixing of cultures, and we've learned so much from each other. Um, it, that That's, you know, both in the way we train and the excitement that we get from this, and that I think will also be, you'll be able to see that in the magazine as well. Um, and that certainly at the National Olympia, uh, we really, really learn from each other and we push each other. You see what's possible. So I think it, it's a win, both the magazine, the competition, the organization uh, is it, all going to help us all to get better. And you see that even though people are all getting a little bit older, everyone keeps coming back better and better. No matter what, 50s or 60s, they, they come back better every year. It's just mind-blowing. Well, you know, that's true, and especially with the sharing of information, like Mark was saying. You know, I think it's going to be even better now that it can be documented where you can go back and reference because it's a lot easier sometimes to pick up a magazine as compared to, uh, you know, just getting that information out. But to walk it back to the competition side of it, it would be so nice to see somebody start their prep and then finish their prep as being, you know, identified in a magazine with updates, uh, information being shared like we do and then basically see them step on stage with those final results like you had at the natural O. And it, it's really nice when you have people you can identify with, and I think that's one of the biggest uh, pieces missing in the natural community is, like, we know the athletes, and we're quite familiar and fond with them because we are always sharing information, sharing each other's uh, breath and style and life. But then when you have the actual uh, mainstream audience, being able to identify them as well, I think that will really grow the sport in the way that it should and where the cheaters will be exposed a lot sooner and the the, uh, true competitors will be exposed as well. And I think on both sides, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, Des, I know we haven't covered uh, 
the uh, the winners of the other shows. So we were just so bragging about this Iron Man and how that's going to be Iron Man magazine and how this is going to be changing everything. But I know you're going to get us in line with the updates, and uh, we can get that started. So everybody say hi to Dez, and then we'll hear from her. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Good to be here. I'm running a little hi, late. Dez. so Hey, so we have Eric Lipton, I hear, and Mark South, and is Tenica on the line also? No, unfortunately, she's just out looking after her client. So she she will try to get back, but she's not here at the moment. Okay, not a problem, not a problem at all. Just glad to be here. So I'm I am gonna ask just real quickly here. Just bring me up to date on the additional info that you've been sharing about Iron Man, or are we still just covering that um, Denny Keiko's crew is taking over the publication? Yeah, we definitely talked some about that. And, you know, what I was thinking, um, what Kaylin was saying about, you know, getting you know getting to follow people, I, you know, as I watch everyone, they're, they're almost like their own brand. Like, remember, you know, watch MTV back when they showed music videos and you had these big superstars and they all were a little bit different, but they're all stars in their own way. And that's how I feel about this because everyone's got these different body types and, and the public might not know about it yet, but, you know, it's really a chance they might identify with somebody who's similar, similar body, similar background, whatever it is, and, and there's a role model. And I think that that's really going to help a lot more people to be engaged in this whole thing and to see that it's possible. And you could be, you know, an ectomorph, you know, or, or whatever it is, and then there's somebody who might have a similar body part, you know, type, and, you you know, maybe you follow them or whatever it is. I think it really will encourage a lot of people to show that they could also be highly successful and it doesn't have to be the same cookie cutter. You can, in your own way, um, or or for the like I said, the older athletes, which again I think that would be so beneficial if the public knew about that. There's people they may follow, or the younger ones. There's tremendous younger athletes who came out. So um, anyway, I, I think you know it's good, given them this platform is really going to help show everybody this. Yeah. All right. Um, and I'm going to jump in on this one, Des, because as he said something that you and I have noticed about three years back with the master's class on both male and female stepping up. And I think it's still we're so trained with the enhanced world and basically them getting the muscle earlier because of the drug use as compared to the muscle maturity of a natural athlete. It's still so surprising to see it when we're live at the shows. I'm really happy. I, I really need to say this. I'm really happy to see older athletes competing at their best because they're taking such good care of their body and basically address their health needs, the food, diet, rest, recovery, all those things done correctly. When you have somebody like a, a Phil Ricardo, a, a legend, you know, that's still living quite well, not suffering from the drug abuse. And then you have, uh, you know, somebody like uh, Martin Daniels, uh, Meshach, these guys, they, they didn't waste their years. They've actually advanced their bodies through the years, throughout the years, and it's good to see, you know, full muscle muscle potential happening right in front of our eyes. I mean, it, it's a joy to see Rico on stage. It's a joy to see a Marshall Johnson and a Martin Daniels on stage, and it, it's a joy to see the, the women, um, you know, when, when they're getting out there looking their absolute best, and then you hear their ages, and you're almost shocked because you would almost want to check their ID. So it's a true benefit to the people that will be reading these magazines and finding out this is a drug-free lifestyle that made that happen. Uh, Des, do you want to add anything to that? No, I think you got it covered beautifully. What, what I do want to know okay. is from these two gentlemen's perspective, um, I definitely want to hear the insider's view of – the categories and how everything went down. Um, and definitely, you know, not definitely, but just starting off with the men's bodybuilding category, kind of fill us in a little bit on what you were able to see and experience because, Eric, I know you were competing, so you might not have been able to see everything. And then, Mark, you had an athlete yourself you were coaching, but just kind of share with us those categories, numbers, all of that great stuff. Well, uh, <clears throat> good question. And I did miss some of it being um, 
both competing and also I take a lot of pictures of, of people backstage and I got some great pictures. So definitely check it out on Facebook. So I'm trying to capture that camaraderie, but I definitely saw some of the stuff live and um, up close. And, and you know, Rob Terry took the, the pro men's bodybuilding. He's phenomenal. I don't know if you guys have seen him in person. Um, about 6'6 six, six and, and massive and, you know, always in great shape. But he was definitely pushed because uh, it just the competition just gets harder and harder every year. And it just was so deep across the board. Um, and, and then uh, just briefly, some of the other classes, I saw uh, men's physique is every year is just, you know, for the male, I don't know if that's the hardest because just the one, you got to figure out how to judge it, but just the sheer numbers. Um, and Colin Conga was uh, won it and had the greatest taper, the unbelievable waist to shoulder taper and great conditioning. And, and you had one athlete after another who, you know, in the past might have taken the, the prize, but it's just so deep in, in awesome competitors. Um, so you can say that about so many of the classes. And even Bikini had 29 uh, pros. And, again, they're all That's phenomenal true. and, you know, highly conditioned. So it's just, it's just a very difficult thing to judge. That's why, you know, Michael Waddington and the rest of the crew – really had their work cut out. And I think they did an outstanding job. I mean, I don't know how you can really go through the numbers of people. And at least as a competitor, I was out there. I felt like I got a fair shake. I, I you know, they, I was out and had stage time, wasn't rushed. And I think they really thought through it. So that was my own perspective from my class. I think where it gets difficult is just trying to figure out, you know, what's the look going to be for bikini, how much muscle versus, you know, in bikini and figure is very difficult. Um, and I think that shifts around a bit. I think in women, it's a little bit more difficult to try and figure out what look do you need. Um, but for the guys, um, it, it, we don't have that same problem, but it just, for both men and the women, it's so unbelievably competitive. Uh, so anyway, it's just a little taste. Gotcha. And so just real quick, as I have some thoughts about what you just said, but we have several listeners wanting to know where they can go to check out pictures. Now, I know they can go to the INBA PNBA Facebook page, and you can search just like that, INBA space PNBA, and they have several pictures posted there. But also, Eric, um, if you have other pages where you posted, if you could let them know. Um, you know, and I have it open to the public, but anyone can look me up, Eric Lipton, um, on Facebook, and I have – you know, the 2018, I've been capturing the Natural Olympia since 11, putting out some pictures. And um, I'm going to be working on it. It'll probably take me months because I, I really go through and I try to make them professional. I really want to capture, you know, what it looks like. So um, I'm going through and trying to edit those. Um, so, again, if you look it up on Eric Lipton, I've got a uh, an album I'm making about the, the Olympia. My friend Rich Fry, uh, he also has some great pictures. He captured a lot of the event as well. And um, I think some of the stage pictures will start to come out. Um, they just finished the World Cup, which is the uh, preceding, the week preceding. So I think uh, Band Studios out of Australia was the official photographers. And uh, they're, I, they're, they're pretty fast at putting everything out, and they do outstanding work. So that should be coming out soon as well. But feel free in the interim, if you want to catch some of the camaraderie, just look at some of my uh, pictures. And really, I'm trying to capture the beauty of it. And and one is, you know, what people look like, but also really what kind of good time they're having with each other. So feel, feel free to look up my stuff for sure. Very cool. And just as a point of clarification, those photo albums, are they public? Anybody who goes to your page should be able to see them, or do you have some just, sort of, yeah, you know, Yeah, I don't make it friends only. I make it public, I you know, because I really want people to see this. I, I love it so much that I want, you know, uh, I just try and capture it, and that's why I'm gonna it'll take me a little time to go through because I want to make sure you know each of these pictures looks good and capture it really captures people. So I'm working on it. <laughs> so I put about you know I started probably put on about only about 70 or 80 pictures so far, but uh, it'll be a lot more before this is all said and done. Okay, well only 70 or 80 that's quite a few. And just to tag on, since we're talking about photos. I've seen a couple of comments. Um, some of the photos put out by Band Studios, they have the word "ban" on. They have a watermark that's on the photo, which has been a little bit confusing because some people are asking or thinking that the word "ban" is on the photo because that athlete has been banned, which is not true. <laughs> that's a good point. That's their, their name. 
Um, but yeah, that's, yeah no, it's, it's not not that at all. But good point. Yeah, so the band represents the photographer's name. So just to throw that out there in case you folks are out there checking out the INBA, PMBA Facebook page and see that and then are curious. So there you have it. They do a good job. They, they definitely, they're passionate about it. They know what they're doing. So that's one thing I'll say for sure. They are, I am, and Rich Fry. Um, and, and so we really, we really put a lot of effort in there to try and capture this lifestyle. Well, I'm excited myself. I'm going to have to go out there and check it out. Now, one thing I do want to come back to, because this isn't obviously being a female competitor, but this is an issue um, that you issue, challenge, however you want to word it, folks, but just trying to figure out how is a female athlete supposed to come in? Is it softer? Is it harder? You know, according to the criteria, you think you're meeting it, but you're not sometimes. And that, I mean, I don't expect to spend the whole show on this. I guess I'm just just sharing my frustrations on that topic as well because it still seems to be an area that needs to get worked out and not just in one organization but across several organizations. Um, although I will say the uh, NAMBF IPE, they seem to just, you know, they seem to favor a harder look, and they're pretty consistent with that. But I don't know that I can say that across other organizations that I've competed in. And I've not competed in the PMBA, uh, INBA, but it sounds like they're working on that also. So I guess I'll leave it with saying is I hope that each organization will start to get some closure and consistency for the females as it, as it moves forward. That's all I have to say. I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> no, agreed. I mean, that's and I think it's all organizations. I think it, you know, they probably struggle with it. Um, so I know there were certain athletes that, you know, bikini athlete uh, Ina Todorova, for instance, comes to mind. A bikini athlete who's got, I mean, just beautiful, beautiful, and uh, she's got muscle too. So it's it's hard to figure out where where she should place. I mean, it, it unbelievably great athlete, um, role model, and beautiful. She got muscle, and the question is, which division exactly? Um, and I struggle with the two. I've judged before as well, so it's not an easy thing um, at all. So I think it's always evolving. But I, I tell you, the women are just unbelievable athletes. The highest level of respect for them across the board um, in every division. I mean, I, they've really—they were great before, but it's, it's mind-blowing how good they are. And so, at, at every I age, agree. I mean, really. Um, so. I was, I was so impressed, absolutely, and inspired. Like I, I said, think, I think last time I was trying to keep up with Tedica doing shoulders, and that was hard. It was really hard, and, and so I, I think they're just unbelievable athletes. It's uh, Sorry, can you hear me? Yes. We sure can. I think, I think the thing is to be like, we're all lovers of, the sport and of course your question as a female Desiree is you know for your interest as well um, but I think we have so many organizations um, that there are going to be variances amongst these organizations but I think if you're an athlete that's able to look at something that has been awarded and use that as a guide it's great because sometimes reading the script that's in the rules you do need that visual and you need that input from the judges and their evaluation to say what it is. I think, you know, we have to be careful not to take away also from any athlete that has been awarded and successful. We will all have a difference of opinion on whether this person was better or that person was better. Um, the thing is, is that I really think athletes and their coaches, so I can give you a real true response to our result. Um, you know, you learn from these type of things and you move forward. So the judges are doing their best. They're giving you their opinion. It can vary from show to show, yes. It is nice to have a consistent type of judging philosophy. Some organizations don't have that. They may have different head judges from one show to another one. Um, but it's good to see that consistency. We walked away as as people in that industry having an understanding and having great respect for those people that got medals. We weren't happy with our performance. Um, we've learned an awful lot of things, and we actually feel, especially as an athlete, as 
understanding about the business as what the one I coach, she knows now that we made a complete cock-up. Um, irrespective of whether people say you're good or you should have won or you should have placed higher, we do honestly feel that we made a mistake. So everybody learns. But it is good to get that consistency. It's good to be able to know what a sector or an organisation is looking for so you can really go and shine on that stage with confidence. Yeah. Um, one of the things I'd like to talk about, <clears throat> and uh, I think Lindsay Westfall spoke about it best because this question came up well with her. And she was actually asking herself because, you know, there's some shows where they get it wrong, let's be honest. <clears throat> there's a lot of people that complain, but they're constantly inflated, and they're also consistent complaining. So, they, you know, if, if they win, they love the organization. If they lose, you know, they were robbed and they were cheated, and the whole world screwed them over. But then there's some athletes that come out, and, and they actually are so rarely heard from that you really have to basically look in that direction and see what was meant. And then if you see uh, some of the pictures, you can see. But I think Mike Newman had covered that topic uh, on one of his podcasts, and he did a great job about it. You know, you can see the pictures, but a lot of times pictures don't mean what was actually in view of the judges because the judge has the perfect view, they have the perfect seating, and they're dealing with the perfect lighting because that's the way it's set up at the show. So, you know, there's going to be times where, you know, the ball gets dropped. Let's be honest. Uh, there's going to be times where they get it exactly right, but the person that didn't win feels they were robbed. That happens as well. Uh, one of the things that has to be, I mean, absolutely has to be, is the criteria has to be the same all year long. If that's the criteria yep. from show eight, it should be the same for show Z, and I think that's where things get screwed up because um, I've sat at the judges' table and I've had to correct some of the judges because I, I was saying that this does not match criteria. And as good as that person looks, if they're not matching criteria, then there's, some, there's an issue there. And it should be an issue, and it should be addressed right there, and that's why you have a head judge because they can refer back to the criteria, and if we have to have a judges' meeting, to get it right, I would rather have that judge's meeting to get it right because you're talking about a competitor's show, a competitor's time on stage, and it should not be taken away simply because they adhere to criteria, but somebody, quote, unquote, looks better, but they're not looking better. They're actually looking worse because they're not matching the criteria because if you have a bodybuilder in classic men's physique with a, with a bodybuilder's frame, then he should be judged as a bodybuilder. He should not be judged as classic. I don't care how good he looks in some shorts if he has a bodybuilder frame. Until these things are addressed, then you're going to have these question marks. But we can't keep falling back on the, uh, you know, bodybuilding is subjective because that's like a supplement company saying they have proprietary blends. Everybody knows that's a crap statement, and we got to just start getting on top of that and address it seriously and wholly and fully if we're going to go further. That's just the nature of the beast, and if we're not willing to step up, then we can't ask the competitors to do better either because they don't know what to do if we're not addressing the criteria for what they are reading. If we say it in stone, then it should be written in stone and it should be addressed in stone and also taken up like we're actually backing up what we say. Beth? I say boom. (laughs) I'm with you on that one. I think... I think, you know, I the, the judging panel was, was highly experienced, and, you know, I've, I've competed 34 years, so I've certainly heard my share of grumbling over the years. I didn't hear any grumbling from people at all um, for this show. Um, I mean, and it was almost an impossible task. I mean, if you've got 29 in bikini, and they're all in pro, and they're unbelievable across the board. But I didn't hear any grumbling. I, I mean, I, I think they, they really tried to do the best job they could. Um, you know, so they're hard decisions, but... Uh, I, I agree, though, that you know having a consistent judging throughout, throughout, throughout the year would really help you know provide that roadmap so people can adjust as needed and that kind of thing. So I agree with you. Yep, and and I don't think I mean I I well I'm pretty speaking on behalf of Kalen, which I don't do because he can speak on behalf of himself. But I'm pretty sure, at least in the direction that I came with the comments, this is not a reflection of this particular show. But just the comment that was shared earlier that 
still trying to figure out, you know, the best criteria for the women's categories. And the thought is just to be more consistent. I'm sure these judges with the guidelines that were given to them or whatever instruction was given to them, they judged accordingly. But the fact of the matter still stands that it's not always consistent from show to show across every organization. I think that's the point I was trying to make, and I'm pretty sure, Kaylee, that's the route you were on, too. So, you know, yes, nothing me too, by the way. I agree with you. I mean, I agree that, that it's very hard for the women, you know, because it has changed, you know, You've seen, I've seen that over the years as well. Yeah. Evolving, and I get it. It's just, you know, growing pains. And so you got a little rant in there to go along with it. Um, and there I'm you have I'm with you. It. No, I'm with you on that, too. I mean, I, th- I think it's very hard for the women. I mean, I saw it even with men's physique in the past where, you know, the, the changes in judging. And um, there's, there's a case, um, like Kalen said, like Colin Congo. I don't think until you were dead center you could see how good he was. And then dead center, it's just shocking, you know, how what an amazing physique he had. And I've seen him before, so I knew he had a great physique. But that's if you're looking from the side, you know, you wouldn't see him stand out, you know, until you saw him under the lights and the quality is, is mind-blowing. I know. That's why, folks, if you can't get to a show, get to a show. It will totally change your perspective on natural bodybuilding competition to actually physically be there and be able to see the athletes on stage versus just just taking in the photos. So wherever you are, if there's a show nearby, definitely do check it out. That is going to change your perspective, and you'll have a better feel for all of the things that we're talking about here. So, um, so if Bikini was 29 athletes by itself, and I'm sorry, I have not seen the results or the full list lineup, and I don't think that they've been published yet. Otherwise, I definitely would have no. loved to have shared that evening. And I know that was the expectation, but we have not been able to get a hold of the results. Who is? But Who is? Nicole <laughs> Castiglione won again. Uh, she won last year and this year. Um, she's a great athlete. So we'll have to. So, and, and those photos of the winners of each category are listed on the INBA PNBA Facebook page. So you can catch that there, folks. But just given the size, then, I mean, similar size of competitors in pretty much all of the categories, bigger, smaller, how did that shake down from what you guys were able to see? Uh, bikini was by far the biggest, um, and I think there was, by recollection, 16, 16 17 in pro open figure, um, six to eight maybe in pro open physique. I think the men um, were averaging around about 12 to 15 um, uh, on in their classes. The master's classes were equally around that type of number. I think in Eric's class, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, there's about 14. Um, about that. And that was the Grandmasters uh, Pro Bodybuilding. Yes, it's grown a lot. It it was a very... There, there were a couple, like, um, sports. I think there was two ladies in the pro sports, a bit lower than last year. But in general, the, the head count, the, en- the entries were up. The physical quality on the stage was up. Uh, and there was a fair few well-known athletes just um, were not attending this year. And hopefully they get back next year. Uh, it was a, a very, very, yeah, the quality there. The likes of uh, Brendan Liero, he, um, his actual, the way he turned up on that stage, he was a clear winner and he was up against some excellent class. Um, I, I agree. That's the fact I was going to bring that up too. Um, and he was the U.S. team captain, Brandon Liero. And to beat a Rhoda Elliott, who really looks like Lee Labrada out there, um, he's a, also a Masters Pro bodybuilder, um, it, it really takes something. So I, that class has gotten unbelievable. I'm with you on that. Wow. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was extremely good. It, I, I think in Mike Newman's uh, pro figure, which, of course, I had an intention to have a look at, he said this is what an Olympic field would look like. And I think, like, answering how how was Olympia, you know, your question is about judging and this type of thing. When I looked at that, at, at that I, I took a seat for the obvious reasons. I took a seat and I thought, my God, the quality of this field is absolutely exceptional. Um, 
where the judging issue comes into it. I don't know who I would have selected outside of the top three that were selected. I think the lower ones got a little bit of... Um, yeah, it's hard to gather how much consideration, but there was such an excellent field. There were some people that did stand out, yes. I think recognition, when we go back to things like the magazine Iron Man, what it will bring. You know, Angela Wiseman, who won Pro Figure, I think she's been competing for, God, years and years. Uh, last year got 14th, I think, in Pro Figure. This year she wins it. I mean, we, even though she's, wow. uh, let's say, takes the, you know, takes, takes the stage with Tanaka, we've known how good she is. And to see her up there at first place, even though Tanaka's competing about, you know, it's such an enjoyable fact to see someone of that amount of talent get up there and be seen to be up there. Um, she had great competition. Um, I thought uh, Cherie was Cherie. I mean, come on, the woman's magnificent. She had a, a little bit of an operation this year where it put her back. People saying she's not as good as last year. I didn't think she was as good as last year, but wow, what what a woman. Um, and then you've got Veronica. Um, you talk about, and we've had a bit of feedback about shape. I thought Veronica's V-taper was absolutely spot on, a bit softer in the legs, but all the girls were. Um, so they seem to be understanding this message. We got it completely wrong. Um, but it just was a fantastic quality. Seeing Adrian and Sammy on stage was worth the oh, wow. um, You know, There's a lot of people who go there for certain reasons. I went there quite open-minded, fascinated by Sammy, fascinated by everything Adrian had been posted. And I couldn't. I could understand, me and he, even me and Eric had a discussion. I could understand why some people favoured Adrian, who did win, and some people favoured Sammy. Um, Sammy should be the front cover of the Iron Man magazine, full stop. Everything in a in an over-60s type of person you would ever, and his stories and his gentlemanly conduct and his ambassadorism for the whole sport. People should should look out for this name and, and read anything that he may publish or someone may write about him. I just thought that standard. There's people in there that are real gatekeepers of this of this sector that are saying, "You want to you want to go pro, you got to beat me." Um, and there I think go. that raising of the bar. Um, it was just an absolutely fantastic show. Not everybody's going to agree with results, but I think from the quality that was on there, yes, some people didn't get a medal that in other years possibly would have done. But the talent was that good in certain individuals that were drilled in on the day that it was very well adjudicated and judged. Um, we didn't like some of the results, um, but that's only a personal thing. But we didn't like it because we were marked down so much. We liked it because at the end of it, we thought we'd completely buggered up. Um, we may look fantastic, and people said we look conditioned, but we might have looked conditioned in another class. So... I just have praise for all the people that attended there. There's no need for any negatives from it was just a superbly superb performance by athletes, organizers, spectators, and everybody. Yeah, and, and you know, to touch on what you said about Sammy, who's a phenomenal athlete, and Adrian was unbelievable. In that over 60 class, you also had Colin Toff from Slovakia, who was second place. So ordinarily, I mean, people would just be shocked if they saw him. And Willie Franco from Guatemala, who's won the, the universe before uh, he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, he was doing one-handed push-ups on his fingertips, um, you know, doing a lot of them just to show us. And um, so it's athleticism. And, and it looked unbelievable. That The top three in the past would have been the open class, really. And this is, a, you know, over 60. So what an unbelievable class. Wow. I'm sorry? I said, wow. Oh, yeah, One-handed push-ups. Push yeah, 67 <laughs> years old, he does chin-ups with 50 people tied to him, and he's a world-class gymnast at one time. Um, and that's an example of how deep a class like that is. And they weren't the only great ones. They just haven't just mentioned the top three. And that's in the over-60 class. So um, it just every single class, the bar has gone up. Well, well thank God for that. Thank God for that. But one thing, you know, anytime there's a Sammy, Sammy says mention, I, I, I got to, you know, throw my hat down because that fella, and like I told Adrian, I said for you to beat Sammy says at that big a show, I mean, that's saying something. And, and I was really, 
just in awe of that because he's he's going to bring his best every show that he attends and competes in. So for you to like like Mark was saying, anytime you can top that fella, you've done something special. I mean, like that should be like the uh, the the Olympic and the, the Olympics and the Olympia and the the NBA Finals and the Super Bowl all wrapped in one. If you can beat Sammy Sis, because so that's uh, I, I hope the the listeners can understand just how big a feat that is. Because this man is is not an accident on stage. He's he's there by design, and he's got a great, great figure. I mean, it's great symmetry, great muscle fullness. And then you find out his years and how old he is. You, you're just amazed. So, I'm I'm just in awe that Adrian was able to pull that off. And that hats off to him for that. You almost have to. There's an example. You have to see Sammy in person to understand how good he is. And when you see him standing next to people, you see the. The combination of size and quality, you know, the pictures don't do him justice. Uh, and no. Adrian, what a year. I think he won all five uh, competitions he entered. Would have loved to have seen him step into the pros. Um, and hopefully next year, the, guy, the guy's got an unbelievable physique. He really, really stepped it up this year. Now, Eric, what I really need to know is if you put a good word in for us with Sammy, like you said you were going to. That's, that's what I really want <laughs> Well, I was after him to do uh, articles for for years, and I, I still haven't got him to do an article with me. Um, so I, I, I did mention it. I got the same kind of non-response <laughs> that I get from me. Um, and it, so it's it's not it's it's nothing personal. It's the same towards me, uh, and I love the guy, and we we get along great. It's just I think he is really a selfless kind of guy. I don't think he likes to talk about himself. Um, and he's out there supporting others. And just like this, he lost a close decision to Adrian. You'd never, you know, you can't tell. It was just hugs out there on stage. Uh, took it you know, just classy all the way. All right. Very good. Yeah, we love you, Sammy. We're just sad you're not on the show with us yet, but we haven't given up. So question, guys, the uh, PNBA Hall of Fame. Can you guys relay the winners this year? Do you recall? Because I haven't seen that. Yeah, so this year, um, Andre Estak from Hungary, who's the president of IMBA in Hungary, uh, really helped them develop in Europe. Tracy Tettelbaum has been with them since it started in in 1988 when it was ABA. Uh, Still looks good in his 60s. Uh, Alondra Chapman, who um, owns the Inner Athlete in San Leandro, California, Phenomenal figure athlete. She actually looked good next to Sherry um, Bingham. So, I mean, she's a beautiful structure, awesome athlete, track athlete, powerful. And she's overcome some health issues and just looked unbelievable this year and uh, really does a lot for the sport. She she brings hundreds of competitors over the years. Um, and then uh, Willie Franco from Guatemala, who uh, I was mentioning earlier and just, you know, world-class gymnast at one time. Uh, he beat at one time. He beat Mo, Mike O'Hearn in the universe. Um, and so wow. that guy's unbelievable. And and John Hansen, they were both in that class. Willie beat them. He was in his 40s. Uh, so that was in 1995. He won the ABA universe. To give you an idea of what kind of history he's got, and passionate about uh, being forever natural. And so there's a guy we talk on the phone. I don't speak much Spanish. He doesn't speak much English. Um, but we try to communicate. We were uh, hanging out with Michael Forensic, um, and another unbelievable star. And um, we really, I mean, it was like a peak life experience, just talking, you know, even though, again, our, our language wasn't great, but just felt at home with these guys. And then Ken Ross was the other person that got Hall of Fame. And I you know Ken Ross is out of Australia. Uh, does so much for the sport. He's competed 109 times in a very brief period. Um, he's always out there. He's coached to Flexar Six, so he's got competitors around the world. He's got a, a radio show um, that's you know out of Australia. That's fantastic. Um, so it just really, really gives so much. He's definitely a, a big ambassador for the sport. So you can see why everybody got in. It really is a, a great class. And then it was fun. They had all the you know Hall of Famers surround you know out on stage at the time. Guys like Phil Ricardo and Sammy and just. Uh, really support and welcome everyone in. You really see why they get in because they contribute so much more than being a great athlete. They just, um, they give, everyone gives so much. And Tenica was another one that's out there. Uh, I love standing next to Tenica out there. I was thinking, you know, we've really gone back a long time, and uh, she's also so passionate about all of this. So 
that that was great. The whole thing was great. Uh, Mark? Did we lose? Is Mark, is Mark no, there? No, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. It, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Unfortunately, KP and Des, we, uh, we made a family decision that Mom would attend the brunch and Dad and Bella would go and have a final swing around the Disney shops. Um, no, no casinos because we're not. Uh, Bella's just too young to take Dad there at the moment. Um, but we had a quick whiz around, but I obviously caught up and Tanaka uh, spoke very highly of everybody who's in there. I think Eric has covered everybody. It's tremendous to see those type of people in there. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but are the disability athletes in there as well? Uh, yes, yes. So, exactly. It, so, it really covers a, so many people. You know, they include everybody in this. So, um that, that's what I really love about the organization, and, and that's another division that's just phenomenal, the physically challenged division, uh, and it's fully recognized. Um, so they, I think that they don't, you know, have one class as being higher than another. Every Everybody who enters is considered really a top athlete. Um, I love that about the organization. All right, well, awesome. But the question I had, and I think I heard Tenneca's name in there, in the Hall of Fame. Who's that? You said Tenika was in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, she got in uh, last year. Um, so that's the fun part. I got to, uh, you know, I get out there and I help to, you know, give say a few words about Tenika. Um, and, and last year was also Mr. Peak, Marco Addis. Um, that was fun. Yes. And this year, uh, Ken Ross and Willie Franco, I got to say a few words about them. Um, and what an honor to do that because, I mean, they really contribute so much. And, and – Get, this is an example there. Marco Addis, he gets inducted in the Hall of Fame last year, and he brings an athlete um, this year, Maria, and you know, out of out of uh, also out of Italy, and it, we all feel like we know her, and it just we just keep you know everyone keeps contributing and and adding other people into the mix, and she added so much to this. So Maria Papa, uh, unbelievable. So. Um, I think everyone keeps contributing, but Tenika was a fantastic addition to the Hall of Fame, and she absolutely, you know, wouldn't be the same without her in it. That's for sure. No doubt, no doubt. And and Mark, I don't, or, and I'll beat you with the wet noodle because I don't even think we were aware that Tenika was inducted last year. You guys need to well, toot that horn a little bit. Yes, yes, but you shouldn't have been surprised at that fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a considerable you know it it it's been quite a di- and and this is real talk so we talk real it was quite a like you know uh, received as oh my god at first when she was first notified you know and I'm sat there thinking you know having asking her to update her criteria in the uh, on the website. And, you know, something like 11 golds in IMBA, three pro golds, golds in mixed pairs. I mean, the woman has a history. She just doesn't, she likes to listen to people like her, but she doesn't like to beat her own drum. So, yeah, a very, you know, I think so many people have been inspired by the lady. She still inspires people. She still welcomes them into the organization. We physically don't do enough at times, we feel, because Tanaka really thinks, well, that's about what I did yesterday. What am I going to do tomorrow? The Hall of Fame has certainly given her, given her a hunger to keep competing um, and to keep somehow trying to – we just discussed it on the way home, even on the plane. She wouldn't even wait to get home about how we contribute, how she moves forward. Now, these people just live and breathe this sport, Desiree. You can't take mm-hmm. it out of them. Um, they think that their life would be over without it. I remember when – the morning Tanaka said she was pregnant and what's this going to do to my career? Some people would say that's selfish, but for me as a partner, I just understand what the sport means to her physical health, her participation with the general public, in not just PT, but in health issues. And then going out there and, you know, like, like Larita was saying on the previous program about showing other ladies what is possible um, they're just ambassadors and people that it's just in their veins to do it. So you can't take it away. It's you know, the balance of life, being able to contribute and to be, 
show respect for the award that they've given really means a lot to these people. And I can vouch no more than anyone uh, with Tanika. She just has a maybe a bit of concern or overthinking about how she's supposed to um, represent that title that she does hold. Um, and she also won't agree that she, she deserves to hold it because she measures herself on the last performance. But, you know, people, all, all people are different. Um, we all know how much of a great competitor she has been and still will be in the future. So I think those people around her have really got the message about what she represents where she necessarily doesn't pick it up herself. Yeah, okay. you know, and it, it was wild with Tenica. I remember the first time I met her, and I told this story, um, you know, backstage, and and I had I won a medal. I was so out of my mind happy. Yeah, I did well finally at the Olympia. And there's Tenica. She was covered. I think it's five or six medals around her neck, and she looked like a goddess. It was unbelievable, uh, and unbelievable physique and everything. And then you know, I, I, that was the first time I met her. And then we were talking, and you get to see, you know, why she, you know, as great as that is, why is she in the Hall of Fame? It's the knowledge, the passion. She gives so much to others, and that's always going to be there. And and I don't, I think, you know, as a competitor, she's as good as ever or better than ever, really. It just, you know, it gets harder every year, but she looks unbelievable. She hasn't lost a thing. I mean, she's, even, you know, has a baby, and, and she's still top of the line. So but it's really what she gives, and that's, what, that's really what the people in the Hall of Fame is, what they give more than anything, and, and she certainly does. Gives, you know, as a trainer, as as by role model, the way she encourages others. All right, perfect. So, lots lots going on there with the Hall of Fame. One last thing, we're running out of time here, guys. So, not to shortchange the Tenica Love Fest, but I do want to get this last little piece in there because this is another exciting part of the world. And that's the, I think it's the Gains and Ball Prize or the, the athlete that wins the limited edition Harley Davidson. That's really a thing. It's not just out there for looks. So um, it looks like, um, is it John Sway? How does he pronounce his last name? Sue. Me out here. Sue, yeah, thank you. Oh, John Sue. Yeah, John Sue won it. Yes, he did. John Sue. Okay, very good. So what goes into winning the Harley? Well, so you had a couple things. Normally what they do is um, they have divisions that have at least 10 people. Um, then the winners get to put their name in, you know, to get picked. But there was also, I know John did a number of international shows. So there's a point system now at the world tour. So uh, those that did well in other pro shows, and he did very well in other pro shows. He's, he's a phenomenal athlete, by the way. And definitely if you haven't seen him, I mean, He's he does physique and he's very wide, great abs, uh, great personality. I mean, he's a great athlete. And so anyway, they put in the hopper. Everyone that had a division in the pro divisions of at least ten people, along with those who were on the world tour and accumulated enough points, and then it's picked out of a hat, and that um, you know that's how they won or a hopper, and then that's how he won. So, yeah, fantastic. Very good, very good. Caitlin, last thoughts? <laughs> I think the only thing would have been snickerdoodle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to have to have a look into this recipe and get this out to the viewers, uh, KP. <laughs> That's right, Mark. You, you offered to make some. We've shared the recipe. Now we just need to get somebody to make it for us. Any takers? Any takers, just let us know. <laughs> well, Mike, yeah, I need a cook. I know that. So. We'll be happy to taste test it anytime. Right, Kaylin? No Kaylin? doubt. No doubt. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks once again for being the bookend on the INBA PNBA World Championships for us. We loved having all of you, um, including Tinica, prior to the show and then Great to get your insights following the show. So lots of fun. Thanks for joining us again. Um, so much. Mark, are you back? You're back in Australia already, right? Yeah, we're back in Australia. Yes, we're looking forward to uh, Olympia 2019. All right, I'm looking forward to it too. And Eric, I That's hope fine. you know just just know that uh, your family and your neighbors, your community, are all in our thoughts and prayers, and hopefully all things you know, stay uh, well in hand and safe out there with all these fires 
coming around. Well, they, you know, not close to the Bay Area, but the, the air is unbelievably bad. They closed school. It's so, you know, that it, it's bad enough around here. That they, and it was really a shock to go off the plane, and you really couldn't see too far. And, and the air is horrible. Wow. So I uh, feel terrible for the people whose community has been really affected. I think it's Paradise, California is the, where it's coming from. Um, so, but um, anyway, just thanks so much for, for uh, letting us come on your show. Love your show. And the National Olympia, again, it's just life-changing, life-affirming. Uh, I, I, this thing sustains me for the next year. I'll be thinking about, you know, energized by this whole thing, and, and many of us feel that way. So if you're listening, please join us, and there's a place for you. Um, you know, just, it really will change your life. All right. Well, I'm pumped. You know, we got to get there. We got to get there. So, as you guys know, on behalf of Eric, Mark, Tenica, Kaylin, Snickerdoodle Cheesecake, the boys from P4P Muscle, and myself, your body is a temple. So let's build it. 